Tales from the Wild. Stories from the Heart. A journey into the mind and soul of fired up business professionals where they share their vision for the future. And hear from a different non-profit organization every month as they create awareness of their goals and their needs. Dive into a world of untamed passion as we join our host Shireen Buerta for this month's episode of Friends from Wild Places. Amazing, amazing, amazing journey. I'm so excited just to hear about it. I have a question. How did you pick the name of your company? Good one. We, When we were living in New Jersey, one of the most fun things my kids like to do was to go out into the park across the street from us. And there was a little you know, wooden footbridge sort of thing over a tiny little dry creek bed. And they would stand there and we would see fireflies and we'd go and we'd, we would get jars from home and they would you know, capture the fireflies. We'd poke holes in the lids and we'd watch the fireflies in the jars for a few days, that kind of thing. And then we'd let them free. And that to me brought up those memories, the firefly bridge. And so I love wow, that. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. What a beautiful story and, and journey on that. Amazing, amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that name. I'm just going to say, I think fireflies are absolutely beautiful. So I think that name is stunning. And to me, that whole that whole experience of going and, and hanging out with the family, just watching the fireflies, that's the kind of feeling I want to have every day, that laid back, carefree time of just relaxing and enjoying each other. Nice. That, that's why the name stuck for me. Yeah, that makes sense. In an organized area and space around you, that will become easier to do. Yes. So we like that. Yeah. Zinat, would you mind sharing five good habits that, you know, to practice when it comes to staying organized? Sure. Well, okay. So one thing that is pretty important is learning how to stack your habits. So habit stacking is a term that became very popular with James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. And what he means by habit stacking is you already are doing things that are habitual. Maybe you're not even thinking about them. Brushing your teeth is one. Brush mm -hmm. your teeth every night. And so with each of these habits, can you add a tiny little action on top of it that you do at the same time or immediately following that will over time become habitual also? And those little habits will help you to stay more organized. So for example, for me, every morning I come to the kitchen and I start warming my water up to make coffee. And that's the one habit that I, every morning I come out and I make my coffee. That's my habit. So I stack on top of that while this water is heating, I'm going to start unloading the dishes from the dishwasher. And so unloading the dishes for me takes five minutes, same time that it takes me to brew a cup of coffee and it's done. And so those two habits stacked together helps me to get that dishwasher emptied so then our breakfast dishes, when, when the whole family comes out to eat breakfast or whatever, they can immediately go into the dishwasher instead of piling up in the sink or on the countertop. So that's how habit stacking will work. Another example might be when you're putting away the laundry or when your kids are putting away their own laundry, that as you're putting it away, you're just taking it. And again, these are things that just take seconds. So instead of just focusing on and putting away the laundry, well, while you're putting away the laundry, you can take a quick look and say, that shirt isn't hung correctly. Let me just straighten it up. Or 
this drawer's, you know, my socks are a little disheveled here. Let me just straighten those up. Takes seconds, but it's seconds that right. result in more organized spaces. While you're brushing your teeth, right after you brush your teeth, can you just wipe down the counter real quick? Again, 10 seconds is all it takes, but it's those little actions that can help you stay organized long-term. So habit stacking is definitely a huge, huge way to stay organized. And then another one I think is what I call invisible barriers. So if you think about putting an invisible barrier to the entrance of your home, that invisible barrier acts as a filter to anything that comes into your house. So you scrutinize anything that comes in through the door of your house before you allow it to sit on your counter and become clutter. Kids' papers, the mail that will sit there for days, packages from Amazon, returns that you need to make to a store, all of those things, scrutinize them before they sit on your counter and become clutter and decide what you're going to do with them before they even enter your house. That's a huge one. And then there are other things that are more like creating a plan and routine. And so every Friday afternoon, I do 30 minutes on a Friday afternoon is when I do my weekly planning, 30 minutes. It encompasses planning my weekly schedule, my work schedule, our appointments, when the kids have doctor's appointments, when we have doctors and dentist appointments, all those go on my schedule, but also on there go the very important things, date night with my husband, Friday pizza night with the kids, all of those things also end up on my schedule, but that takes 30 minutes on a Friday afternoon. That's it. And you know, a lot of people tend to, to wait and plan on Sunday night for me. And that may be great for a lot of people and that may work for them. What was happening for me is again, you know, this was conventional thinking, do the planning on Sunday night to plan for your whole week and then you'll be fine. But for me, do you know the terms of the Sunday scaries? Are you guys yeah. familiar with the Sunday scaries? Oh, Sunday scaries basically means all through Sunday, your anxiety builds up with the anticipation of what's going to happen during your work week. It's almost Monday. It's almost Monday. And oh no, Monday's going to begin. I hate Monday mornings and Monday is hard. Da, 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 da. And so you lose your entire Sunday building up anxiety about Monday. And I would also not want to take time out on my Sunday evening to plan. And so I realized that for me, that wasn't working. I, I would never, I would just wouldn't do it. And so if I plan on a Friday afternoon, I start my weekend with my entire following week planned. So I don't have to worry about Sunday. I don't have to worry about Monday. I know exactly what's going to happen. So another, the fourth big concept to, to keep in mind is meal planning also has to be part of that Friday planning. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're going to be eating or what you're going to be serving your kids on a Wednesday night and they have practices, your stress level on that Wednesday night are going to shoot through the roof and you're not going to feel enjoyment that night. That's where the irritation and the irritability comes in. And then that's when I start, you know, snipping at my kids and at my husband. Why, where's, where are the scissors? Why doesn't anybody put the scissors away except for me? You know, things like that tend to happen a lot. So that's a huge one. Get the meal planning done. And I think the last one is simply to always build in, schedule in the time for self-care whatever that might look like for you. And funnily enough, I think that's a really pivotal, that's a key element of staying organized 
is being able to take the time to do whatever you need to do to step back and take time. For some people, it's meditation. For some people, it's reading. For some people, it's a bath. For some people, it's just, you know, having a cup of tea, looking out the window, whatever it is. And for everyone, it's different. For some people, it might be run around, you know, go running, which I don't understand. I can never, for me, it's not. <laughs> Sometimes it's not my my go-to for, for self-care, but for a lot of people, it is. Exercise is your self-care. Schedule it in. Because if you don't put it on your calendar, if you don't put it on a schedule, it's not going to happen. Right. That's very interesting. Very, very (laughs) fantastic. So I have a couple of questions. What about how in your research or from your perspective, we have, you know, we talk about a spectrum of people, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's people that are, you know, extremely maybe non-cluttered to extreme clutter to to the point of like somebody that hoards, extreme hoarding. Right, right. Can you just share maybe one or two examples of that from your perspective as far as, you know, what has been your experience as a professional organizer when people come to you? Have you had the extreme hoarders? Have you had, where does, where do people come to you from, I guess, is the question. In- right. Well, a lot of different places. I think typically the place where people will, will start to call an organizer is when there's some kind of life transition. So a new job, a move, a new baby, pet the loss of a loved one, or the realization that someone in your family has hoarding tendencies and you want to be able to help them because now they're at an impasse. It's clean this or they're having safety issues. There are safety issues in their home. So those things have to be. Now, hoarding tendencies, it's a real mental illness. And so that is something I'm not uh, equipped to handle specifically. So if someone does present with hoarding tendencies, and I believe they might have hoarding tendencies, I will always refer them to someone who's able to help them. And within NAPO, we've got organizers who specialize in hoarding tendencies and we can get them the help that they need. On the other end, there are people who are very structured, who need a lot of structure. So across that spectrum that you just talked about, there's what we call, well, what I would say, there's a level of structure that every person needs. Every person I believe needs some amount of structure. But some people do well to be able to have more flexibility and others need very delineated systems and structures in their homes for them to enjoy living there. So for example, I need more flexibility. I can't say from three to four in the afternoon, I'm going to be doing the laundry. You know, that that's just not going to work for me. What I can say is laundry days are Monday and Friday. What I wash how I wash, what time I wash and dry things, what time I, you know, do the ironing, whatever, that will depend on what's happening on that day and what's on my weekly plan. But I know that those are on my, my plan for Monday and Friday. That's, there are other people who need everything in the containers that are clearly labeled. Everything goes in the same place every time and do not move my scissors out of this not even in this drawer, but in this spot in this drawer, and they need that kind of structure. And so when I go into someone's home and I, and we, we do the assessment, we're talking about how they live, what they want to do with their space. Those are things that I kind of clue into, and that's how I know how they will need to structure. So yesterday I was in a, a lovely lady's home who, as we were working on her master closet, they're removing in after doing some remodeling. And so a lot of things were still in boxes. And so in her master closet, a lot of things were still in, in those 
plastic bins. And so as we were unpacking all those things, moving things, I started by folding all the t-shirts and putting them into a drawer, all the t-shirts in one spot, all the, the workout pants in another spot, all of this in one spot, as you know, you, you typically would think, well, that's how people organize. They put all the t-shirts in one spot and that's not how her, as she put it, that's not how my brain works. My brain works. I need the top and the bottom together. And so that's how we organized her space, the top and the bottom for whatever outfits she likes to organize in outfits. That's how we organized all her drawers. That's how she's going to organize all her hanging clothes, the top and the, the bottom next to it. And you just have to understand that not everyone has the same type of organization needs right. over mm -hmm. that spectrum that you talked about. That is so interesting. Uh, ladies, let me just pop in here with a Buzzsprout advertisement. Um, Zenat has also her own podcast. So if anyone wants to go and listen to her podcast, her podcast's name is Zenat. Organizing with Ease. Organizing with Ease. Please go and listen if you want to know more tips and tricks on organizing and just to to relieve your life a little bit from some stress if you if you are living in a little bit of a cluttered home and in talking about a buzzsprout and talking about podcast let's talk <laughs> about buzzsprouts podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. When I started this podcast, I didn't know where to begin and was quite overwhelmed by using Buzzsprout, though it makes it super easy and straightforward. Uh, to start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you and it does help support the show. So Buzzsprout, let's create something great together. And with that, I just wanted to ask you, as a business owner, Zenas, and you're very talented, and it's so awesome to hear all these tips and tricks <laughs> on, on how to uh, declutter your life and get a little bit more Thank organized. You. But I'm sure as a business owner, you've also faced some difficult challenges and if I could ask you, what ways did you overcome those challenges? What were those challenges and, and how did you overcome them as a business owner? The first challenge that I faced was not understanding the time that it would really require for me to start a business from scratch right. you know, with, with no one but me. I'm a solopreneur. When I go into homes with teams, I hire independent contractors to come with me to work on, on larger jobs, but everything is me. I'm the salesperson. I'm the marketing person. I'm the bookkeeper. I'm the everything. And so the time that it was taking was pulling me away from my family a lot. What I had to come to terms with was delegation. I needed to delegate more and my husband was the first to step up and say, okay, what can I take off of your plate? And so he took a lot of the, you know, I'll take the kids to school in the morning. You can pick them up in the afternoon, or if there's something in the evening, I can take them to practice and you can, you know, do your thing. 
that kind of support is priceless. <laughs> that kind of support, that kind of, this is making you feel fulfilled and happy. Let's figure out a way to do it. And, but I was very, I'm a very, I need to do it all person. So it was really difficult for me to ask for that help. So my husband was a great help. The other thing that helped is to use my network as <laughs> my business partners in a way, help me to market my company and call on, uh, you know, the community of podcasters for help with how to get a podcast up and running and continuing to grow and, and all that sort of thing. So delegation was ages so of those. That was really my, my biggest challenge is understanding when I, I needed to get more help. Right. The challenge for me was letting go of some things. I wanted to keep everything, do everything myself, but at some point you have to realize you can't right. as a small business owner, you can't do everything on your own. That's true. So that was eye-opening. Yeah. And I think that has to do almost like the lines of like a control, like we, like we like to control things. Right. So in, yes. and again, the spectrum, you know, some people minimal, minimal control people, lots of control. So I think when yep. we release that control that I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Also, because as a new business owner, you think, you know, how you understand how you want the feel of your company to be, what do you want the experience of your customer to be. And as soon as you give up a little portion of that, whether it's, you know, social media marketing, whether it's bookkeeping, whether it's anything, you start to wonder, how is that going to affect my customer? I don't want it to affect my customer. You know, I want them to see that it's all one unified front. And so it's very important, even as a small business owner to think, you know, what's our mission as a company and to share that with whoever is helping you to do any portion of your work, whether it's a virtual assistant, a bookkeeper like Shireen, anyone who is helping you share the vision of your company and how, what the culture of your company is, even if it's just you, but what's the culture of your company so that they're able to, to retain that. And your customer, your end customer does not see, you know, any breakpoints, anything yeah. different coming from you, whether it comes from you directly or from someone who's, who's helping you. Right. I always say, and I'm sure you ladies have heard me say that I get to know the fingerprint of my client's business, and that includes culture. And so by taking the time and communicating with my client on a daily basis, I'm getting to know how they operate, their culture, so that when I'm moving, I'm moving with them. So I'm like, yeah, literally part of a part of their business. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's Good to hear you say that because I, I wonder, does that get, you know, communicated enough? But yes, exactly. Fantastic. Right. I love that. Zina, yeah. What is the vision of your business? What is like, do you, you know, for example, like as a solopreneur at the moment, are you, are you looking, where are you looking to go? Are you, are you happy? <laughs> are you looking to expand? What, what is the, the vision? vision for my company is not necessarily to expand in terms of employees because that just built in, builds in another level of complexity. And in this point in my life, I know what I want. I want the flexibility to be able to take vacations when I want to take them and that sort of thing. And so that's not necessarily where I want to go. What I am doing though, is I'm expanding online. And so while I still have our in-home clients here locally, and you know, I bring in teams to work with these clients and, and we're doing a lot here now, I do want to expand my reach and my reach, meaning I want to teach people who want to learn how to do this for themselves without having to go through the expense 
and the time that it takes to hire a, a person to come in and, and teach them how to do it in their home or do it for them in their home, if they learn to do it for themselves, it's a lifelong thing. They've invested in themselves now for lifelong benefits to streamline their entire life and to take back their life, to love their homes again, love living in their homes. And so by going online, I think I can reach more people, especially women, especially moms, especially mom business owners <laughs> who are going through what I went through. And I want to shorten the path for them to get them there much more quickly. And it took me the years and years and years of the ups and downs and learning and and understanding, let me find you a shortcut. Let me tell you what the shortcut is to get there. And so for me, I have a 90 day online program that I take people through with the ultimate goal of you will have your home. Not only will you have your home organized, but you will have your home streamlined. And so that you know how to keep it that way in 10 minutes or less a day is because you'll learn things about how to do the habit stacking, how to create that invisible barrier at the entrance of your, of your house, how those things, how you can incorporate those things easily into your day so that it takes just 10 minutes to keep your home organized. I mean, to do the thing that I was doing is when, oh, it's my week to do book club at my house. You know, that afternoon I'm running frantic, throwing things into closets, cupboards, take things out to the garage. I'm yelling at everybody, pick up a pile and take it somewhere else so that I could have these women come into my home. I don't want that. I want to enjoy being in my home until the moment that they come. I want everything to be easy so that I can enjoy my life. I don't want to be organizing all the time. Tune in next week for part three of Friends from Wild Places. You've been listening to Friends from Wild Places with Shireen Bueta. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast from the links to catch every episode and unleash your passion.